Welcome to the Mustang Owners Podcast. And now your host, Steve Hall. Welcome to the Mustang Owners Podcast. I'm Steve Hall. I'm the Executive Director of the Mustang Owners Museum located in Concord, North Carolina. Today's guest is one of the uh, gentlemen that has one of their vehicles, one of their Mustangs, in our museum. It's actually a car that's been very, very popular. In fact, I uh, I think I've told uh, the owner a few times that we've had people come to the museum because they've named their daughter after the type of car. And no, it's not Shelby. So I want to kind of put that out there now. But it's Eleanor. And so uh, with that, I'd like to introduce Tim Brooks, the owner of uh, our Eleanor that's in our museum. So welcome to the, to the podcast, Tim. Thanks, Steve. Thanks for having me. Well, we appreciate you taking the time and, you know, sharing some of the stories because I think it's a car that, uh, like I said, everybody that comes, they stop, they look at it. You know, everybody has a thought about Eleanor. Most, most, the majority of the people like the car, but it's it certainly has a place in the hobby. And I, I would have to say, outside of Bullet, it's probably the most popular movie car ever. So um, that's that's I think it's pretty much I think you would have to agree to that. So I wanted to just, just kind of start the conversation if I could and just have you tell us a little bit about you, your Mustang uh, connection or your what got you into the hobby, and then kind of we can kind of go over to why Eleanor. Sure. Uh, well, I've always had an interest in uh, Mustang, but I uh, must admit for the most of my life, uh, a car has been a four-door vehicle with, with airbags that gets 25 miles a gallon. And having a toy as a car didn't really click until it was feasible. And that usually means feasible financially. Uh, I saw the movie Gone in 60 Seconds with uh, Nicolas Cage and Angelina Jolie, and I fell in love with the car. But that, of course, was a long time ago. And over the years, I I learned slowly that uh, Chip Foose designed the car. It was one of his original designs, maybe even the car that sort of got him on the map. And the interest struck up again a few years ago, and I started looking. And uh, that process took uh, a few years. I actually thought at one time about finding a body for 67 or 68 and actually building or seeking out the, the skills to build such a car. And uh, in the process of looking, I went to several auctions and different events. And uh, a car broker uh, talked to me one day, and about a year after I met him, he called me. And he said, I think I have your car. And that's sort of when the marriage was made. And uh, Eleanor came to live with me in Pensacola, Florida. Well, I mean, obviously, it's, a, it's, not, it's not a car that can easily be found. And so if you don't mind, let's, let's just chat a little bit. Because, of course, um, there are a lot of clones out there. And, in fact, all those cars out there that are Eleanor's are clones of what you saw in the movie with Nicolas Cage and such. But there was a company that actually could was they were authorized to make a replica of Eleanor, and so yeah, I was hoping maybe you can tell us and the listeners a little bit more about that company and how it's been controlled and how there's a there's a I guess you want to say there's a authorized Eleanors and there's unauthorized Eleanors. It's a good it's a good question. Uh, again, as I started looking, I didn't know that it's sort of part of the learning curve, and uh, I recognized that. Uh, uh, there were clones that were recognized by Shelby America, and they were recognized by being badged uh, with a, a serial number. 
and uh, actually following uh, certain guidelines that made a car an Eleanor, not and not just the body style and the uh, exhaust, but you know color specific and other things that required it to get that certification. Uh, the company's classic recreations, and uh, the car was built there. They currently build other cars, but their thing they've gotten really famous for is uh, horsepower. Uh, they build uh, 1,000 plus horsepower cars, and that's sort of their gig now. But uh, I've talked to the owner there probably in the past year, and he remembers building Eleanor, and I had a couple of technical questions for him, and uh, they filled me in. Uh, but yeah, the car is uh, certified through Shelby America, and that uh, that makes it, uh, it is a clone, of course, but it, it makes it a very amazing car because uh, as you sort of look at the Eleanors around and see them, you realize that some of them are well done, like I believe this Eleanor is, and some are sort of backyard cars, which are neat, but they're, they don't have a lot of the features and things that make a, a car like that uh, really amazing. Classic recreations. They only made a certain amount of them, though, didn't they? They didn't make what thirty thirty some odd cars. It was a small number. I think you're you're right. Uh, they uh, you know they they pay a premium to Shelby to be able to badge the car, and of course Shelby okay's the car badge badges it. So it's uh, uh it's an extra cost, which some people don't undertake. And I actually, when I bought the car, I knew it was certified, but I didn't realize how important that was till. The car got out. People started seeing the car, and they said, "Oh, this is a, it's a certified clone." This, you know, Shelby's put their, the company's put their stamp on it, so to speak. And actually, uh, the car was built when uh, Carol Shelby was still around. He actually signed the uh, glove box of the car. is actually uh, signed uh, by Carol Shelby. And that's kind of a neat thing to to add to the car. And again, I didn't really recognize the importance of that. It wasn't on the list of things I was looking for, but uh, certainly not going to take it off the car. It is it is pretty cool to. Uh, to see the late uh, Carol Shelby's uh, autograph on the on the vehicle. One of the neat things, though, I would say is by having it having it authenticated or as an or authorized version, uh, is the attention to detail. That uh, sometimes I think that when people make a clone, they may not really follow exactly the guidelines of uh, to to replicate it exactly. They do it to a point. But sometimes you may get to doing something, you're going, well, that's just might be a little too difficult or a little bit too hard to find or, or get the part for it or such. Um, because obviously, Eleanor, it has a lot of attention to detail that you don't find on other cars. Uh, I mean, the side pipes, for example, is, 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 a, is a piece that's actually, it's actually covered over, but still side pipes for exhaust. Um, I think one of the fun features is that go, baby, go button. Um, you don't find many cars with that uh, <laughs> anywhere, of course, but that's that's certainly there. But just the attention to overall the detail of things is, that is by being an authentic, an authorized clone, um, they're there. There's what it's expected to be there because, like you said, Shelby's going to put his name on it. He wants to make sure it is replica of what you're expecting it to be, like the movie car. Um, I'm not really sure Nicolas Cage could... Uh, appreciate that but i think the fact is that the enthusiasts certainly do so um have you how so with that being said so how fast have you gotten it going well uh are there any uh police on the phone no no <laughs> no what you have to say theoretically the car can go this fast <laughs> so that way you have a little doubt actually a few months before we sent it up to the museum uh i took it to a local speed shop and we put it on the dyno 
uh, and they actually let me drive it on the dyno, which was pretty cool. And I did turn the nitrous oxide on, and uh, we generated just a little bit over 500 horsepower with about uh, 80% of that going to the rear wheel. And that that was uh, that was pretty impressive. I uh, I've only turned the nitrous on one time on the street, uh, and it's a little shocking. But to do it on the dyno where I, I will say things are a little more controlled. Sure. Uh, that was uh, pretty cool to check it out and see what kind of potential the car had. You know, and what's so funny is that when you sit and you you say five hundred horsepower, um, back in the day, of course, that's huge. I mean, that's a lot of horsepower under any circumstances, any any at any time. But today, you find these cars they're going you know, out. Of, just you know, the GT five hundred right now coming right out of the out of Detroit, you know, seven almost a little over seven hundred horsepower. And it's just that these cars have just gotten so horsepower main crazy about it that it's just amazing. So when you talk five hundred, you're going well. Five hundred is still a lot of horsepower and still get you in a lot of trouble very quickly. And uh, so some, I think sometimes you kind of realize. Or you don't realize just how much power 500 horses still is. Uh, so it can certainly um, uh, give you a little giddy up and go. But uh, I noticed that uh, on our plaque, on our stance, I should say, with the car, you had a couple of stories, and one is about your wife in the car. I was hoping you wouldn't mind sharing <laughs> a little bit of that. Sure. Uh, on occasion, I've thought about selling the car, and my wife objects. And she, I think, realizes that I have a lot of fun with a car. And when I take it places, I get to meet a lot of people because the car attracts a lot of attention. But yet, she won't get in the car. Uh, we, maybe a year or so ago, we were having a little bit of work done in our garage. I was at work. And the car needed to be pulled out, you know, just driven straight out of the garage. We're talking 50 feet. And she gave the keys to one of the workers and let him pull it out. And uh, I guess it kind of made his day. But uh, she doesn't want to drive the car, but she loves to go to the car shows and talk to the people coming around the car. But uh, she likes her little contemporary car and likes the air condition and be able to move the seats around and all that. But uh, and she loves Eleanor, but uh, she's not a she's not a friend of the driver or passenger seat of the car. <laughs> well, I can I can understand why. Um... We have, uh, as you and I have chatted from time to time, you know, we we start the car on a regular basis. Every, you know, every so often we'll start the car up, and uh, I usually do it towards the end of the day. Um, and for and any time I do it at the end of the day, and then some people show up, I will say this: one, the the windows and everything start to shake a little bit. I mean, it, it echoes pretty well, um, and it's a showstopper. Yeah, uh, people come all of a sudden. You know, people come around. They got their video cameras out, and they're doing the whole video thing as the car is just sitting there idling. Uh, it's it's a beast. I mean, <laughs> it is a beast, and so that's actually kind of fun. So people feel like they got a little extra treat by coming to the museum at that time. And I would say though that if I could ever, uh, or if you ever wanted to sell tickets to have someone do just that, just to start the car. You can make some money out of it. I'll tell you, people just are gaga over that. Uh, it has a well, that lot. Might be it has a lot of... That might be something we could do. Uh, uh, you know, in a right, safe environment. Uh, I did have a funny incident a while back. I, I took a friend for a short drive one evening, and we stopped at a, a gas station on the way home. And a man started running up to the car. Uh, he held out a hundred dollar bill, and he said, "Will you take me for a ride?" And that's probably one of the more interesting encounters I've had with the car. Uh, I didn't take his money, and uh, he didn't go for a ride, but he took a lot of pictures and was happy to 
to see the car. Uh, so it does attract attention, and it, it's definitely not a stealth car. No. You never would sneak up to anybody no. in that car because you know it's coming way before it gets there. But what's cool about it is that you start to look for it because you're saying, what is this that is coming? It sounds like a Mustang. It sounds like a beast of a Mustang. So what is coming so that I, I can – I understand that totally um, with the, the, the attention that this car gets when it's running. Uh, it, it's amazing. Like I said, there is a tremendous amount of interest for the car. Every once in a while, we'll get a guy come through and they go, oh, it's just a movie car, big deal. But by and large, the majority by far just love the car. And as I mentioned from the very beginning at the, of our podcast, we've had a number of families that have come here with their daughter named Eleanor. And they've got to have pictures with them in the car. They literally have got to do pictures. One family came with their, their baby who was six months old and a professional photographer. And they laid a little blanket out on the uh, on the floor next to the car and took pictures. And the people were just thrilled, absolutely just thrilled, because most people never really get a chance to see an Eleanor, to be honest with you. It's, it, rarely do they go to a car show because they're not really a car that you'd find classified to a car show. But it's such a cool car, people do like to see them, but you don't see them very often, much less an authorized version. If there's only 30 out there, you can imagine how hard or how rare it's going to be to see a real one. It, it's not a common build. No. Uh, you know, most people are going to restore a car, not going to do an Eleanor. And and I will say that uh, during my hunt, uh, I ended up at a couple of Mecham auctions. And uh, they were auctioning off. Uh, they had it with them one time and auctioned it the next time. Uh, the Hero car, which would be the number one car from the movie, the one that most of the interior pictures were taken from and a uh, car that you would recognize as the Eleanor from the movie. And it auctioned and uh, I looked around the car very carefully and you know, I big difference in money, but I like my car better. Didn't have the camera marks. Eleanor from the movie was banged up pretty bad from the cameras going around it. And uh, the interior wasn't as nice as mine. It, it was, you know, just a Hollywood prop. And of course it had a great history and it was a pretty amazing vehicle. But from the standpoint of the drive appeal, uh, the sound that car makes and the fun, I I wouldn't trade. I, I would agree with you because you actually have a car you can go and enjoy. I'm not sure a movie car, after having gone through all the paces that it goes through as, as a movie car, really is going to have anything really to say. It's a prop, like you said. It's totally, it's totally just a prop. Uh, there's no other, there's no other way to put it. Now, do you know what our number one question is? We have about the car, though, from our from our guests. Well, probably they ask, "Is it the movie? Is it from the movie?" That's probably a, that's a common question. Yes. I get it. Yeah, no, no, that 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 is a common question. The one we get most often is, "Why do they call it Eleanor?" We do, we do get. I mean, and I, of course, I, I, I'm sure we know, but it's just interesting that people just like who have not watched the movie, so they don't know that they, you know, the reason for the name of the car and you know the whole thing is part of how many cars they're going to steal and how they call them by women's names, so they know what they're talking about and such. So the the police don't know what car or that they're even talking about cars for that matter. So I always thought that was also kind of interesting. It tells me then that that person who's asking never saw the movies. What I'm getting to. It's like, oh, I, I got you, know, you. You never saw the movie then, did you? So, but they know about the car. That's, that's, that's the power the car has that uh, I think is kind of interesting. 
so I, I didn't know if you had people ask you about that kind of a thing because I just it just shows me right away that oh you need to go see the movie. In fact, uh, a little side note. Bullet number two uh, was which is five 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 eight. That's the one that did the jumping uh, in the in the movie Bullet. Uh, uh-huh. Of course, that was found in in a, in a wrecking yard in Mexico, and the guy who found it called his buddy, who actually made. Well, I guess I, I better. Not. <laughs> he made he made his version of an Eleanor uh, quite okay. often, and so that car initially was going to become another Eleanor, but then when they checked the VIN number, they noticed that the VIN number was a little bit unusual, and so they called uh, Marty Reports and Marty Reports. Checked it out and said, "Yeah, that's actually one of the two one of the two movie cars," and supposedly next month they're going to show that new the show, the uh, jump car having been re- after about a four or five year restoration. But initially, though, when they found the car, they were going to turn it into an Eleanor. Interesting. The uh, the sixty seven and sixty eight fastbacks are you can't tell them apart. So uh, although the movie. They'll reference it as a as a sixty eight GT a sixty seven GT excuse me, uh, really the sixty eight it's you can't dis- discern the bodies if you look at the Mustangs. Well, exactly, and that's what that's where I was going to go with the point is that both the number one and number two most popular movie cars ever are both sixty eights. So I thought that was right. going to be interesting between you know here again between Bullet and Eleanor. They actually kind of you know there's there's definitely some connection there why those cars are so popular, and so um, you know, so connected uh, to the enthusiasts because face it the '68 car is a body '67 '68 the body style is just fantastic. It's a great car, and so uh, it's, it's interesting that the best the two most popular movie cars are from that era and such. So that's actually pretty cool. I thought anyway. Well, I wanted to ask you a little bit. Um, when you take it to car shows, do you get it judged, or do you just go there to show it? Um, you, and are you a member of the uh, club down in Pensacola? Yes, I'm a, a member. In fact, I'm a, one of the officers of the Gulf Coast Regional Mustang Club. We're a Mustang Club of America affiliate, and uh, I go to a few car shows a year. I usually go to our annual show, and we also have a, a car display at the fair here every year. And every once in a while, I'll take the car into the fair where it's it's really for observation. But uh, I do have a garage full of trophies from shows, and uh, that's really fun initially. You know, you really say, "Wow, look at this!" And I got a big trophy. But to be honest, there are times I go to shows where I just do it for display, uh, in part because uh, the reason I really go is to interact with people and talk about the car, and talk about their cars, and talk about other things. Uh, so the show thing is interesting, and, and you know when you realize you don't have another place in the garage to put another plaque or trophy, then it seems to become uh, uh, less important. But the crowds and the you know the attitude that everyone seems to love Eleanor uh, is is the main thing that drives me. I I have young children come up to the car who were probably not born when the movie came out. They, you know they've seen the movie since. And they point to the car by name, and it's uh it's amazing uh, that that happens. It's it's absolutely amazing. If I'm driving down the road, I get people blowing their horns, waving their hands. Uh, I had a FedEx guy chase me almost to to a stop sign so he could pull up next to me and 
say something. It's uh, and hopefully nobody at FedEx gets in trouble for that. <laughs> but it's just uh, the the thing the car does, the non-mechanical things the car does, uh, by attracting people and attention. Uh, that's amazed me. I I was warned about that early, but uh, I I can now talk say with uh, authority that uh, it it pulls people around, it attracts people, and that's with the engine turned off. <laughs> absolutely no that's that's what's neat about the hobby um like you said it's just that people look at the car they never they don't you don't see it very often so when you do they really want to get a good chance to take you know to see it especially at a gas station uh when you're getting gas or something like that so how many miles a gallon does that thing get i've only calculated it once uh i'm proud to say it gets eight miles to the gallon Oh, there you go. That's about, that's what muscle cars were getting back in the uh, late '60s, about eight miles a gallon. So that's that's right in line what you would expect as such. So very cool. Well, one thing we always like to do when we uh, talk with our guests as we start to kind of wrap up, uh, we always like to you know uh, talk to them and ask them. Well, so what what are you driving now? Uh, do you have or and also do you have other Mustangs? And get a chance to chat about those for a moment or two. But what else do you have? Well, uh, my family cars uh, is a, a four-door Lexus, and my wife has a two-door Lexus. My daily driver is actually an old Ford Ranger, but my other Mustang that I do drive is a 65 Coupe that I restored locally with friends from the Mustang Club. And it's a, a black uh, 65 Coupe with a, a, a red interior. Nice. Okay. So do you, do you have a chance to take that to any of the car shows? I do. I've taken it to several shows. It's of course it's not as popular as Eleanor, but I won a few awards, and it's uh, it's well done. The guys that helped me are amazing craftsmen. The gentleman who painted it's a an artist, and as you know, painting black is very difficult. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, I drive it mechanically. It's a sound car, uh, and it's a, it's a little tamer version uh, of uh, of the fastback that's sitting in in your museum. But it's uh, fun to drive. It gets thumbs up and waves. But uh, uh, I just wanted to do a car myself mm. because, you know, Eleanor, except for a few things that I've done to her mechanically, it's the exact way I bought it. So, uh, you know, building the coupe was like being able to do what I wanted to do. So we picked out color, chrome, parts, accessories, interior, uh, engine, the, the, the bling on the engine. That's all something that I, I designed. So it's sort of my version of... Uh, of what a 65 coupe would look like well that's one of the best things about mustangs is that you can do just like that you can turn that car and say okay well i'm gonna do, I'm gonna do a little restoration work here a little bit over here i want to do this to the engine i want to do this to the interior i want to do this for the lights uh and there's parts out there accessories out there without having to really have to go f go comb through uh junkyards to find those kinds of things and those pieces so it's neat that's what's the neat one of the neat things about mustangs so um, that's why it's so popular as it is. Earlier in our conversation, in, in my introduction, I talked a little bit about something that you have for uh, as, as a hobby. And uh, I, you're the first person I run into that says, hey, this is something I do, because you, you had one made and you sent to us that uh, has a color scheme very similar, exactly similar to, uh, to Eleanor. But I was hoping you don't mind just take a few moments and just chat a little bit about your hobby. I uh, became interested in the little pedal cars 
specifically the one that came out in late 64, uh, built by an American company known as AMF. Uh, it's a little uh, pedal car Mustang. And uh, I had a pedal car as a child, but it wasn't uh, a Mustang. But I came across one, it was in pretty bad shape. And I thought, well, you know, I don't have a big car shop at my house. You know, I have a, a hobby garage that I can do things in. And uh, it was perfect. I took it in there, I refinished it. Uh, the rust spots I filled in with fiberglass. Uh, the skilled painter I mentioned painted it. We actually found out what that color was for the, uh, uh, for the original uh, pedal car that was released by AMF. And we painted it and I designed uh, the decal so they could be printed to put the uh, stripes and the logo and everything on it. A local gentleman with a, uh, with a interior shop uh, remade the seat. I designed the, uh, the seat to match, but it's actually a little nicer than the plastic seat that came in the car. And uh, there's places out there that resell some of the car parts. So in the end, uh, we, rebuilt a, a really perfect uh, uh, red version of the little Ford pedal car that came out in the late, late 64. I got some help from, uh, uh, again, the painter and the Mustang club helped. And actually uh, I used the club's uh, 501 status to buy the parts uh, at a better price. So we actually raffled that car off at a car show and the proceeds went to our club. And our club donates our proceeds to charities in the local area. Uh, so it was fun to do, but ultimately the, the car moved on to a, another owner. I've done a few since then, and I have one in my garage now that's painted and done. And I have all the parts. I, I just need a couple days to, to reassemble it. And I think we'll probably raffle that one at our car show. That'll be in March of next year. Well, make sure you let me know about that because I will definitely want to uh, throw in a couple of uh, buy a couple of tickets. I mean, we have we we've been fortunate. We actually have three sixty nineteen you know sixty four pedal cars. One of yours, and another one was donated to us, um, and then another one uh, was on display way back when we first opened up the museum. And then we also have a sixty seven electric pedal car it's not really i can't even really shouldn't call it a pedal car because it is electric uh but it's never been plugged in never been charged never been driven um and it weighs a ton but it, yeah. it is it is a pedal it's pedal car size although actually the, the picture of the advertising that came with it shows that two small girls can get in it together and you know <laughs> drive around with it such wish we had the accessories you have to ask yourself if i had the accessories would i plug it in and see if it actually works or not i don't know if i should i'd probably say hey, let's just leave it as is it's probably more um more and i would say more valuable but more unique than it's never been actually used in that regard but it's a neat little hobby like you said you're the first person i've run into because most people think that you know the pedal cars are just you know you find one in the shape that it is is that's all there is to it. There's nothing you can, you know you can't really repair them. You can't find things for them. And like you said, there are some companies out there. I found out later that do have the decals. They do have certain pieces that uh, you can repair. Uh, I guess one of the most commonly broken pieces or harder pieces to find is the little plastic windshield. But uh, it's kind of neat that, that there's still some people keeping that a little hobby part alive. So that's awesome. I think that's great to see people are kind of keeping that little that little spirit of the Mustang out there, and so we uh we've been working the last couple of weeks putting QR codes on uh, the display stands for each of the vehicles that we have on display, and we've got almost all of them, but like four or 
about maybe five or six that don't have it yet. But uh, the part, well, the reason I'm bringing that up, QR code that's going to be going on Eleanor uh, probably tomorrow or early next week. It's going to be the one of the best ones we have, if that is so well done. So I wanted to thank, because this was actually something you and your wife did. So I wanted to thank you for that, because I know the guests are going to be very impressed with it. Sure. My uh, my wife gets the credit for the video. That's her hobby. And uh, I like to take still images, but uh, she is a real artist with, uh, with putting video together. And she did that in about three or four hours, if you can believe that. So Well, it's very professional. It's, it was very professionally done. So thank you so much. With that, I wanted to thank you for coming on and sharing your, uh, well, your, your connection to the Eleanor and why we have Eleanor and why you have Eleanor. Because, like I said, we really enjoy having a car here. It's, it's a, it definitely just uh, grabs, some, it grabs attention from everybody that comes to see us. So thank you. Thanks, Steve. Have a great evening.